Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi everyone, my name's Yomi Dega okay? And I'm Elizabeth Ubebenene. And welcome to our podcast. Um, so we're doing something a little bit different. Um, welcome to our How We Wrote the Book mini-sode series, where we will sort of talk about how Slaying Your Lane, um, our best-selling Black Girl Bible, <laughs> came to life <laughs> and um, sort of the steps along the way, basically. The ugly bits that we don't boast about on panels. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, because we get loads of questions all the time. So, yeah, it'd be good to yeah. give you guys a breakdown. Um, yeah, let's get into it. So... I think we should start with um, the inspiration and the idea, which um, Elizabeth definitely um, is your sort of bag in terms of how this idea came about. So, yeah, how did you sort of get inspired to um, come up with the idea of Slaying Your Lane as a book? Thanks, Yomi. Um, so, <laughs> very so, Peter. Very very Peter. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, so... The first section that we're going to be talking around is Inception. Um, and as you said, inspiration and idea generation. So how do we take an, an inspiration and turn it into an idea? And I think, yeah, I think the, the story goes, I was, you know, working in um, the city, um, like in, tw in 2015, I just graduated. I was, you know, my first proper job. And I think what's really interesting about ideas is it has to, there is no single moment. I think that's sometimes the, you know, the misconception that you have like one single moment where you have that eureka, like, aha moment. Um, but I think there were like, for me anyway, there, there were various moments that led up to the point where I called Yomi and I was like, Yomi, can you write this book for me, essentially? Um, so one of the moments was definitely being in that environment in the office and kind of, you know, being the only black girl in the marketing team and wondering if I would, you know, thrive in this environment. And then that led me to, um, read books such as Lean In by Sheryl, by Sheryl Sandberg, um, but but that wasn't enough. So I also went to loads of different events um, in the city, loads of like networking, meeting other young people. And that moment, there was a level of inspiration as well as exasperation. So my experiences that I was, I was feeling in the office, but also a level of optimism that I felt when I would um, go to different events and meet um, very ambitious young black women. Um, so those two things were definitely... Um, led me to that, you know, that inspiration moment when I called up Yomi. Um, and I think, I think there's, there's, all, there's such a misconception with, you know, ideas is it has to come from, you know, that one single moment. Um, so once, once you kind of like have, a, you know, a few different types of moments where you're like, okay, how like this, this, this things keep coming up, turn it into idea is like the next step. And I was going to say something actually as well. I went to a talk years ago and this guy was given the talk, I forgot his name. Um, and I remember I took a picture of it and I, I've had it for like five years now. And it was talking about idea generation and having inspiration. And um, it said, you have to be inspired, you have to have good taste and you have to observe everything, the good, the bad and ugly. 
And I think when it comes to like having good, really good ideas and idea generation, it's not just about, you know, the good. It's all those various things. And I think with Slaying Lane, like I said, it was that optimism, but then the exasperation um, that we were experiencing as like young black women that led to that phone call. So how do you generate ideas collaboratively? So there's two of us um, mm. as opposed to the individually. So there's pros and cons of that. How do you do that? Mm, I'd say that we're lucky that we tend to um, definitely share um I guess an outlook on how we want things to you know come out like I guess like the end point and the vision we definitely share but we definitely have different methods of sort of getting there so I think a lot of the time um like correct me if I'm wrong I think we collect we um, generate ideas individually and then we kind of come to each other with ideas and then we kind of um have like a little chat about like oh yeah I was thinking this and then it builds on from that one person's sort of starting point so like with slaying your lane it was your idea and then we sort of came together and like built it up together in like various different ways i think from even the smallest kind of um things such as you know slaying the title slaying your lane the black girl bible that was like very much a group effort so i think the way that we kind of like um generate ideas is often we have our own separate ideas but when we come together we're able to make something much bigger and much more um thorough and thought out um i guess like the pros are that when you're working on something on your own you're very much blinkered and your view is very like myopic and singular but like you're able to reach your full potential of an idea when you've got someone else to like back and forth with um i guess the cons in general working relationships are often that not everybody shares the same vision um so at times sometimes it can be difficult to like sort of take critique or like um you know um yeah have your ideas kind of like molded and shaped by someone else but I think with us um because there's that mutual respect of each other's opinions even if we don't always agree it's always something that we can take on and I think that's why we work very well together in terms of um you know being able to respect each other's points of views and take on certain critiques and you know maybe agree that there's certain things we can leave leave aside for sure yeah and like you said around choosing the title it can, it's definitely a collaborative effort when there's two people because you both have to be very much like in tune with what the book is going to be. Um, does the title come before or after writing the book? I would say it, I would say it should, you should have a working title. So you should know exactly what you'd want to call the book. It doesn't have to always end up as that, as that final title. So with us, we knew what the main title was going to be like straight off, like two weeks after we came up with the idea. So that was the running thread um, throughout and the subtitle came um, just a little bit later on, once we'd done more research and everything like that. So I think if you're going to go to a publisher, you should definitely have a working title. They may want to kind of, you know, have an input or you may change your mind as the book develops. But it's always important to um, have that title because it has to kind of like sit somewhere um, in what you're trying to do. So when I spoke to you about Slaying Your Lane, um, before it was even called Slaying Your Lane, how did you know it was a good idea? So I had, so I came to you with just mm -hmm. saying someone should write this book because I feel like it's a good idea. But I think a lot of the time people have loads of different ideas and they don't know, especially when it comes to books, they don't know if it's a, you know, you've hit a gold mine um, or something that's going to resonate with someone else. So when I spoke to you that day in March 2015, how did you know as a writer and, and you, it was going to be a great idea? That's a really good question. Um, I think first of all is that you know me anyway, even when it comes to like writing pieces for my work like I like to look in the gaps of things and I like to look at like gray areas and things that aren't necessarily like um being done already 
And when you said this is what you like, you, this was the idea that you had. I remember thinking like it's hiding in plain sight. It was so obvious. It was so. It was such a brilliant idea that I was like, "Well done, Elizabeth." But this is this probably exists. Um, I think when I get that feeling of like, you know, this should exist already. It probably does, and if it doesn't, it's been because like it's a. I wouldn't even say grey area, but like it's it's kind of like been ignored by like the mainstream or wider society but it's definitely something that like should exist and then you you're surprised when someone hasn't done it but even then remember even though we were like this clearly is a brilliant thing we still went to go and you know do a focus group where we got lots of different black women of different ages of different backgrounds of different like levels of whatever to sit down with us in Basaba Itai in like central and yeah. have a chat about what, what, whether they felt this was something that was necessary and they all had the like same response. I want to ask you if when you pitched it to me, did you um, did you have that feeling of like, this is clearly a good idea? Yeah, I think you're right. Like I have, I'm such an ideas person, but I wouldn't say I'm a very practically driven ideas person. That's why I guess when you work with someone, you balance them out. Um, so in my head, I had that inspiration moment um, and it didn't necessarily correlate. It's like, okay, this has to, this has to have existed already. I was just like, this should exist. Mm. I'm a young black woman. I, I've heard of Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg. I've heard of other books of that, like, that sit in that category. Why haven't I heard of a book that exists? So my thing is, I know, I know this sounds a bit like, you know, pompous, but if something exists already and I don't know about it and I, and I want to, and I, and I mean that, and I fall into that category, then either that thing isn't particularly right or it doesn't exist. And that's a very arrogant thing to say, but I think one of the two, like either it's screaming in my face and saying, I'm for you, or um, it's not doing, or doesn't exist. So I, your point about ideas hiding in plain sight is such a really good point um, and a very interesting one because I had this, people always say, how do you come up with good ideas? And I think people think that you have to essentially, you know, go on, you know, go on some long holiday across the world and experience this and experience that. And I always say that in all honesty, you have to be able to see the extraordinary in the ordinary. Um, you have to be able to, and I think when you're experiencing, so I would say as well, when you're experiencing the world as it is, there's always going to be gaps that if you're from a, you know, a particular group, you're, you're, you know, you're experiencing your nine to five and you're, you know, you're getting on the train. It's just things that you would just see and you just be like, why, why? If you're not asking enough questions, if you're asking, if you're not asking why, then you're never going to get to the point where you, you come, you land on a very good idea. So with me, with like staying lane, I was asking, why is my existence in the, in the workplace so different? Why is this? Why aren't any books that, are, that speak to this particular experience? And I think that that is what you have to look for when it comes to like, writing a book because you can only write from your own experiences and it has to be authentic it can't just you know I come up with ideas like you said quite a lot and there are some ideas that I don't think I'm suited to so some so I think with your own perspective when you're writing it's yes this is a good idea um but why you as well that comes into that whole idea generation because that's what makes it ultimately strong and comes from your perspective so that episode was all about the inspiration and I gener generation of putting together a book. Along this series, we are going to be talking about putting together a proposal, how you get the ball rolling, how do you find an agent, dealing with publishers, how do you actually write a book? 
gathering the content, the good days, the bad days, the art of a good book cover, marketing your book. Um, so we're going to spend time just breaking them down in very little mini episodes. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening to the inspiration and idea generation episode. Next time we're going to be talking about putting together a proposal. 